0: And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the always-be-booked CruiseCast show, coming to you not quite live from Orlando, Florida. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to find, download, and listen to the show as we cover anything and everything relating to cruising. We are back. It's been a minute, I know. I understand. It's been kind of a wait. We did have a podcast last week. It was the Harold and Darlene episode. Wouldn't count that as an actual podcast, so I get it. It's really been a couple of weeks now, but, you know, we talk about it all the time. The whole life getting in the way thing. We have good stuff going on. We got crazy stuff going on. We have interesting work stuff going on, and you know what? I really, really was trying. I actually did, just so you guys know. I did record Sunday night for a Monday release. Uh, Sunday night actually was released momentarily. I'll be honest with you guys, just didn't like it. Didn't like the podcast, just didn't like the energy, didn't like the feel. And, you know, in the spirit of me trying to bring you guys, and again, not saying that this is going to be a freaking Oscar winner either, but uh, in the vein of just wanting to bring you guys the best thing that I could possibly bring you guys, I erased it. I erased an hour and a half podcast because I just was like, you know what? I'm not going to put that out there. I want to see the numbers go up. I want to see things continue to happen. That's good. And that's just not going to, you know, especially off a little bit of a layoff. I wanted to make sure I hit you guys back with something that was good. Hopefully, I will. Again, we talk about some personal stuff in the beginning. If you are wanting to go straight to the cruise stuff, you hit that number. Hit that fast forward, 30 seconds, 15 seconds, whatever you have there uh, based on whatever provider you're using, feel free. Uh, we got Instagram. Please follow me on Instagram. It is at alwaysbebooked or Cruising. Same thing with Facebook, alwaysbebooked, as well as YouTube. Uh, where else are we? That's pretty much it. Also, if you don't mind, subscribe. Tell a friend about it who likes cruising, who likes podcasting in general, who likes travel, whatever. Uh, subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on Stitcher. All those things would really, really help me out. I was looking over some reviews, I was looking over some emails and stuff, and I got to say, I continue to be moved and continue to be humbled by, you know, your guys, the amount of inquiries and, I guess, reviews that I'm getting, you know, when I see stuff like, you know, I feel like you, you you know, you know, you feel like you made a buddy. After you listen to the podcast or you feel like you're just having tra- traveling home from your commute with a friend, that's, the, that's exactly what I'm going for. So it really, really is cool to see that type of stuff. All right, so last episode, let's just talk about that real quick. I'm not going to just leave that out there. The Harold and Darlene episode. First of all, more controversial was the intro. I understand that. Uh, the Harold and Darlene episode, I was completely sober for that. However, we did that on a Friday. I wanted to get it out there, so we went out Friday night. My friends Nick and Claudia were in town, two stand-up comedians. They were a couple out of New York City, and I wanted to make sure that I, I was excited about it. I know I realized some people thought it was ridiculous. Some people thought it was hysterical. I get it that it's not everybody's cup of tea. I wanted to touch on that too, guys, just in, you know, in terms of just where how the way I start the show off and everything like that. Uh, We try to fill a decent amount of time of content on the show and I get that, you know, you have to probably, it wouldn't even make sense for me to think that you are going to be in love with every piece of content that comes out uh, from the show. So, if you do find yourself listening for a couple of hours or, you know, not for a couple of, I shouldn't say that, a couple hours show. But if you find yourself listening for 10, 15 minutes, hit that button, go forward. If the episode seems like it sucks, you know what? Turn it off. Try next week's. I'm going to keep coming with you guys uh, and I'm going to try to keep giving you the content that you want. But again, I am going to go off a little bit. I told you I, uh, the ICE method. Uh, I'm trying to inform. I'm trying to connect. And I'm trying to entertain. And uh, that's what I'm trying to do with these podcasts. And that part of it, the part where I bring you in a little bit behind the curtain of what kind of happened with me personally throughout the week or whatever, that is the connecting part. Again, you know what? Not all you want to connect with me. I totally understand it. So. What I'll do is, you know, just invite you to just hit that button going forward. Uh, it is what it is. You know what I mean? There is going to be plenty of cruise content on this episode. First, I wanted to get into a couple of things. So, yeah, Harold and Darlene, um, I wanted to get it out there. I wanted to get the episode out there, and I wanted to do it Friday night when I came home. So I thought maybe, you know what, Tommy, you could pull it together. You can just throw an intro up so you can introduce the podcast, put it out there, and get a Saturday's worth of listeners going. But if you heard it, if you listened to the intro, it was Fairly clear that I did have a couple of cocktails. We did have a couple of cocktails, and uh, I do apologize for anybody that was offended by the, um, you know, less than sober introduction that I gave uh, Harold and Darlene. I thought they were great, and you know how I know you know that already? Because if you listen to the intro, uh, I drunkenly repeated myself on that about 16 times. How I told you, I think they did a great job. Well,. I still think they did a great job. I think it was funny. That was off the cuff, unscripted. And you know what? I, I just I, I I'm I gotta, I'm a I'm an easy crowd. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got a good, pretty wide sense of humor. So that made me laugh. You know. And I thought I thought I thought they did a great job again. Hopefully, you guys did again. Some of the letters were like, you know what? I was in my uh, you know office laughing hysterically and people were looking at me because i was laughing and some people were like yeah that was interesting but uh why don't you stick to the regular crew stuff so i get it so last week it started with tortuga we we went to tortuga on that and that was a sunday i believe it was yeah so 11 a.m we're going to tortuga me and some friends slash co-workers we get in a bus And uh, we're on this bus, we got a bunch of liquor with us And, you know, it's going to be a long day So I'm like, you know what, maybe I'm just going to start off a little slow You guys can start drinking if you want Uh, Not my thing, I gotta, you know, Kenny Chesney goes on at 9pm That means the thing's going to go to 11 Then we're going to want to do drinks afterwards at whatever bar So we're talking about, you know 11 a.m. straight through till about what 1 2 a.m. not necessarily in the cards for me at this stage of the game but god bless everybody who wants to do that however we are driving down we're all pumped up we're on the turnpike we're having a good time and everybody else is starting and they're like come on tommy don't come on we gotta we gotta we gotta, <clears throat> we gotta do shots together we gotta do these i was like all right you know what Let's get it going. Now, I'm the type of guy also that can't start and stop. You know what I mean? If I start drinking, have a couple, I don't get to stop, wait a little while, and then start up again. God bless all of you who are. I'm just not. The hangover starts creeping in for me. The minute I stopped So I didn't stop I kept going And what does that What does that lead to So we had a great time On the beach We were enjoying ourselves We had some casualties What ended up happening Was borderline disaster Uh, (laughs) We lost our first casualty At about 8pm One of the girls We were with Was completely done She hit the wall Whether it was tired She wasn't like You know flopping all over the place where she was completely hammered but she's just right mix of tired and probably a little drunk and she needed to lay down luckily i had some friends from long island that were there they had a hotel they walked her to the hotel let her lay down she passed out never to be seen again that night friends from long island came back out As Kenny Chesney was just about to start, you know. So this is a whole day thing. And then uh, now there's, so we lost one. Uh, Another one we picked up though. Some girl that used to work with us was already there. Her friends had all passed out and left and she was left. So it was like we had a substitute. So she was in, we were having a good time. And then, you know, we left there and then we went to a couple of bars afterwards. And at about, yes, at about midnight, I was impressed with myself being able to last that long. I told the group that guys I am absolutely completely finished I've been sh- I've been I've been I've been finished for probably about 2 hours. So what I'm going to do is you know I'm on 3% with the phone battery and I got to either find a charger, a bus back or a hotel because I had been getting some text messages from my boss that night and I had a couple of issues to take care of at the front side of Monday. So I told the guys, the girls, I was like, I'm out of here. They're like, you know, you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm done. That's it. You guys stay. They're like, no, stay out. I'm like, I'm gone. And, uh, you know, I left. Woke up at about 6 a.m. to about 15 different messages from 15 different directions. They all lost each other. One of them... As we came back, we didn't hear from him for two days, and this is where it got serious. I was like what what the hell is going on the guy um luckily it was it was the the gentleman who is uh known to be a little bit of a good time Charlie had a really good time, and he went off and met some other friends. His phone was dead actually, it wasn't even that his phone was dead he had held he had given one his phone to one of the other girls that we were with to hold. And he just disappeared. So he was without phone, without communication, without service. I don't know his sister. I don't know his roommate. But they were getting in touch with me, asking me, you know, where we last saw him, this and that. So it did get actually very serious. I went to bed, I believe it was Monday night, trying to figure out, you know, where this guy was. And I'm waking up every hour just hoping I get that Facebook message from him or whatever it is, text message or, you know, Facebook message. Because it wouldn't be a text message. He doesn't have his phone. And uh, he turned up. Um, halfway through Tuesday, so that was terrifying. And yes, he got you know caught up with a bunch of different groups groups of people and started hanging out, having a good time. I don't even want to know. I don't even want to ask where the hell he went, what he did. But you know, it was a nightmare. Same thing with the other two girls; they uh, lost him. So he, I guess, he ran out on them. So then, uh, one of them was by herself. One of them was passed out in the hotel, and the other one another one, the one we picked up was passed out on the beach. She got awoken to. Um, uh, strangers <laughs> not funny i understand that but this is this is i guess this is the life these people live but i just wanted to have a nice day at tortuga Getting a good 12 hours of country music and drinking, and I wanted to go home. That's all I had to That's all, you know, I'm sorry. So that's what happened. So that was that night, and uh, it doesn't it doesn't stop there, guys. So uh, Tuesday, I had to go down to West Palm Beach for some business, and uh, we had a good meeting down, down, down south. I got some cool things to announce, work-related, in a couple of uh, days or maybe a week or so. So that's going to be some fun stuff. But uh, <clears throat> after that, when I go to West Palm Beach, I used to live there. I have a lot of friends there. <clears throat> Excuse me. So... Uh, of course i'm gonna meet up with some friends we went out and that never doesn't turn into a four or five a.m night and you know it's almost like you know (laughs) i could say no i could do the right thing and say i'm gonna get back on the bus and you know but again there's four or five people we all want to go out they want to have a good time and then try to once you once you do that once you enter into that now you know Try being the first person that goes home on that, you just can't do it. You're in town and they come out for you, and you just what, what are you gonna do? Oh by the way, I'm staying at my friend's house, so you know I'm not going home before he goes home. so that's Tuesday we come back um I came back Wednesday morning. no problem, couple good days at work, enjoyed ourselves, said, you know what we're gonna lay low, We're not gonna drink. we're gonna keep it keep it tight, and get through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, no drinking Saturday night. Four of us are left at the end of the night. It's about 4 a.m. And the guest bartender, the regular bartender, and the one other bartender that was left decide that, you know what? Let's take a road trip to Tampa to Hard Rock Casino. Maybe play a couple of hands in blackjack. Sometimes you just do stuff for the story. And sometimes you're like, you know what? I'm just not the type of guy, I'll be honest with you, that turns that type of thing down. I'm not going to be like, you know, I got no work tomorrow. I did want to record the podcast, and like I said, I did report record the podcast the next day. I still I still got it done, but I just didn't like it, so I erased it. But get re- reverting back, we start out for Tampa at about four o'clock in the morning. Drive out there, having fun, still feeling good, you know, enjoying ourselves, and uh, we had a good day there. I lost uh, I lost some money. I was up some money. I was down some money. I was back up some money, and then I left. Short a little bit. I didn't go crazy, guys. It wasn't like on the cruise where I got completely beat down, but you know, it did make for a crappy drive back, (laughs) broad daylight, morning sun hitting you, hungover. Because, yeah, after 4 a.m., then I started having a couple of cocktails, but I didn't drink all Saturday night. Had a couple drinks after when we decided to go to Tampa, but it was fun. So that was Tampa. And then the lovely Miss K reminded me that she had uh, scored a couple of tickets to Chris Rock on Monday night. That was last night. So Went to Chris Rock. Hysterical. I mean, the opening acts were just as funny, pretty much. They had Mario Joyner from back in the day, and you had Judah Friedlander from uh, uh, 30 Rock, and then Chris Rock came out. It was hysterical. Just a couple of things about that. That was a weird, weird situation. I have no idea. We get to this, it was a beautiful, what was it? It was like the Dr. Phillips Disney Center, downtown Orlando. Beautiful, beautiful facility, but we roll up and it's packed, and, you know, we're online. And the minute we get to the front we are met with the news that we have to take have you guys ever heard of this your cell phones get put into a pouch that they lock up and hand back to you <laughs> I've never heard of that before so they give you they, they put a they put your cell phone in a pouch and they lock the pouch to magnetic lock or whatever however they do it and they just give it back to you when you're holding everybody's walking around with this pa- pouch uh, filled with cell phones. The people are asking questions. I'm listening. Well, what if my daughter calls? What if I have an emergency? Well, you got it vibrate. If it's that much of an emergency, you can leave the show, come back out, get the pouch opened, and then get it returned to you in the pouch to go back into the show. I had never heard of anything like this. I had never seen it. It was kind of cool. I actually want to think about doing it with my employees at work because, I mean, they are forever on their cell phones when they're supposed to be working. And, uh, tr- you know, easier said than done to try to get them to stop I'm thinking about doing that with the with the employees. You know, if you want to, you know, bring your cell phone. If you know, some places make the employers put their cell phone in uh, in a locker or just in the office or whatever. I'm not that crazy. I'm not going to go that maniacal about it because you know you're going to leverage too. You know, they're not making a ton of money. They're not making that type of money where they're going to give up their phones. That's just not. It's just not the case. But you know, maybe that's an option. Who knows. Uh, the show was hysterical. He actually referenced it. He started talking about Rihanna in the show. He's like, Yeah, I was at a party because he got divorced. So, Chris Rock, I'm talking about. So, he got divorced and he's like, You know, I got divorced and uh, I'll talk a little bit about that. I'm back into the field now, trying to play the field now. So, I'm at a party and I see Rihanna across the bar. And I walk across the bar. I see Rihanna. I walk up to her and then he stops his train of thought and goes, See? Now you know why I took all your cell phones. And now everybody started laughing about that because everybody was in that same position. Nobody knew what the hell was going on with the cell phone situation. Uh, I guess a pretty good idea, though. A slightly, slightly annoying, but I guess a good idea all in all. You know what? Again, we talk about it all the time. Put the damn phone down for five minutes, right? Uh, All right. What else? Um, Tuesday night. Oh, I wanted to talk about this. We're next to... A couple. The show doesn't start till 8 o'clock at night. Downtown Orlando. It's Chris Rock. So, you know, there's going to be some language. What would you do if I told... What would you say if I told you next to us was a couple with an infant at the show? They brought an infant to the show. Can you imagine that? Would you Would you ever bring an infant at 8 p.m. till 11 o'clock at night? And yes, this baby was crying probably about every 20 minutes... They had some trick that they were able to do to subdue the crying. I don't know what the hell. I don't know. They, I don't know what they fed it, but uh, the baby would cry every uh, every twenty minutes or so. So it wasn't too annoying. It was just weird. Uh, we're just sitting next to an infant at a Chris Rock show in pitch black downtown Orlando, and uh, you know, pitch black when I say. They didn't completely turn the lights out, but you know how it is when they when they the, the name of the tour was the blackout tour. So they made it a point to whenever they were going to start a new act, they did shut the lights down to make it really dark. So it did feel dark in there. And uh, there's just a baby, there's just an infant baby, probably no more than four months old, sitting right next to us, crying, hysterical. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess I don't know. I'm, who am I to judge parenting? I'm not a parent, but it just seemed a little odd to me. My friend had a great line when I was in West Palm, I forgot to bring up, this has nothing to do with anything that I was just saying, but I just thought it was funny. Uh, We were sitting at the bar in West Palm Beach, my friend, a couple of his friends, a couple of girls, I didn't know any of these people except for my one friend because all the other people that we were planning on meeting up with hadn't gotten out yet. And my friend was hysterical, the girl was saying that she didn't want to drink too much because she was on a cleanse. I said, oh, yeah, you know, I do, I do juice cleanses sometimes when I go on cruises or I'm going to go on vacation a few days before, I'll just do a juice cleanse, my friend, I mean, like, you could, Chris Rock couldn't have done it better himself, he looked at me, looked down at my stomach, looked back up at me and goes, you want a juice cleanse, what are you, what are you juicing up mashed potatoes? (laughs) I died. It was it was pretty damn funny. Nobody else really laughed that much, but I just thought it was hysterical. Absolutely funny. But that's pretty much it. Um, the other night at work, Saturday night, the uh, I'm going to do a little name. Watch your feet, watch your feet. Little name dropping going on here. Doug Parker came by the Godfather Cruise Radio. He came by the bar, had a couple beers, talked a little shop, talked a little this and that, and uh, I was good to see Doug. Doug, uh, you know, if you guys don't know, like I always tell you, Doug Parker has the for foremost show about cruising. Uh, on all the, the cruising podcast, if you're going to listen to one podcast, and before you listen to this one, before you listen to any of them, listen to uh, Cruise Radio Doug Parker. You can find that on CruiseRadio.net. You guys have heard me promote that a lot. All right, let's get into some uh, cruise talk now. I wanted to start the show by discussing three television shows. Last at the end of last year, September and October, whatever it was, I. Told you guys about a few shows that were coming out, and it were mostly they were mostly um, carnival TV shows. What they are really is glorified infomercials, but they do a really good job for the most part with these. And the three shows that were coming out were the Voyager with Josh Garcia. ABC was coming out with Ocean Treks. The uh, Voyager, I'm sorry, was on NBC. ABC was coming out with Ocean Treks with Jeff Corwin. And then the CW Network was coming out with Vacation Creation. So, you know, th- these are shows that were pretty much financed by Carnival. They wanted to kind of build them as cruising shows. They're not so much... Actually, Vacation Creation sort of is a little bit more. Uh, but they're not so much uh, related on the cruising, the cruise ship, the experience of cruising per se, as much as they are the excursions and what you do. Because you, you guys know, the whole cruise industry unfortunately and not you know not inaccurately gets a stigma about you know how they cruising is just not a real vacation we talked about bill burr stand up and how a lot of people feel like we're herded around like cattle cattle the whole floating petri dish thing the whole anti-culture thing and just kind of cheesiness of it the overfed nearly dead we all know the stigmas regarding cruising that are just not true they're just dumb to be honest with you but NBC, I'm sorry, Carnival wanted to partner up with a couple of networks and get out some information about cruising and kind of just, they did it real kind of smooth because the cruise ships are in there, they talk, they give mention of the cruise ship that they're on, they mention it, they do a little B-roll, quick quick little B-roll, some drone shots of the cruises, cruise ships, and they show them getting off, but it was mostly about the excursion. So if you see something cool that you like... You remember back to where you see, oh, that was uh, at the beginning of the episode. They showed you that it was, you know, the Carnival Sunshine. And you know what? Maybe I'll look into the Carnival Sunshine. Maybe you can get these really cool experiences by booking cruises. Uh, And I think that's the point. So. I'll get into them a little bit. Now, I'll tell you what, right now, I think they're all still on TV. I can't even give you that answer 100%. If you want to look for them, feel free. I was looking for them. I think, you know, I'm not going to get into Local listings are tough now. You know what I mean? You don't know where to watch anything. There's 100,000 different channels. But I do think that you can see them on TV. Other than TV, I'll go through where you can see them if you can't see them at all, and we'll get into that right now. So NBC, The Voyager with Josh Garcia. That one I'm going to give you uh, some information on. I'll tell you, honest, my honest opinion on that one, it's tough to watch. It's just the guy, Josh Garcia, he's overly enthusiastic. I don't know what his past history is, but it's just... When I say corny, without trying to be too judgmental, this guy sees, you know, he gets, you know, it's the whole thing where you're introduced to whoever's doing the excursion. You could tell both parties are going out of their way to just overly be enthusiastic about the meeting. They, they try to act like they've met. hey, Josh, how you doing? They give each other a hug. Meanwhile, you know damn well they met five minutes ago. Uh, it just seems a little shallow. And. It's just fluffy. You know, he'll do corny jokes. They'll be in in San Juan. A woman is trying to teach him some, you know, some, some, you know, authentic kind of native dance to the island. And he's cracking jokes the whole time. And she's giving lines back, but you could tell those lines are like hand-fed. The, the writers are on site, and they say, hey, say this back to him when he says that. You know, they're trying to cook Mafango and he's like, you know, you're not going to be as good as my abuelita, you know, and, and, and they're, they're going back and forth. Well, let's see. It's like a whole... It just was awkward and uncomfortable, so I don't recommend The Voyager, which uh, I actually do recommend you go watch it and see for yourself. Let me know what you think of it, but uh, as far as me, if you're going to ask me to review that one, I don't think that that was... Uh, a great, great show. Now that was the easiest one to watch, though. You can find that on it, uh, Apple TV, on iTunes, uh, NBC. Uh, you, you go to Apple TV, you go to networks, you go to NBC, and you look under shows, and you can find the Voyager with Josh Garcia. You know what? For some really, if you really have a like a wide threshold for lighthearted, you know, <laughs> shallow banter. Maybe this this is the show for you because, yes, he does go to cool places and he does see cool things. But uh, just his, <clears throat> you know, a lot of times these shows, a lot of times you try to think that you can take just ramp up enthusiasm and, you know, that that can, that that equals directly to great content. And in this case, it just did not. So let's move on to Ocean Treks, excuse me, ABC Ocean Treks with Jeff Corwin, Uh, definitely a more down-to-earth show, Jeff Corwin brings some credibility to the table, you may know him from the Discovery Channel, he does a lot of work in nature and stuff like that, and I'll tell you, this show is way less corny, I don't want to say it's serious, but it definitely feels like it's more authentic, it has a real feel to it, there's no fake corny banter, I mean, he's got a sense of humor, he's a witty guy, he's an enthusiastic guy, but You know, as Jeff, Josh Garcia was trying to almost like, it was almost like patronizing to the people that he was visiting. Um, You don't get that with Jeff Corwin. Uh, he, He does a lot of cool stuff. You saw him catch a turtle. I mean, a giant turtle that was the size of his torso that he pretty much basically brought up to the surface by itself, by himself. He also um, was in mining with uh, in Mexico. He was actually looking for amber, and he found some amber with the tour guide. And he was there was a level of respect and a level of authenticity that I felt with this show that just didn't exist with the Voyager. And uh, you know, <clears throat> he he was good. Jeff Corwin, I have to say, is good. And. Um, you know, there was a lot of cruises, cruise shots. It seemed like the uh, Voyager was a lot more Carnival based. The uh, Ocean Treks show had a lot more Princess and stuff like that. Maybe a little bit of the uh, higher level ships within the Carnival Corp fleet. No, I shouldn't say f- uh, fleet. The Carnival uh, different fleets within the Carnival Corp. Um, it was a little bit above Carnival. I'm sure he. I didn't see a whole. I didn't see all the episodes, so I'm sure maybe there are some actual Carnival ships, but. The couple I saw were Princess uh, Cruises. Uh, What else... Pretty much it for that one. All right. So the last one I saw was uh, on the CW. It was called Vacation Creation with Tommy Davidson and Andrea Fexo. Uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing Fexo right. I don't know who she is. They say she's a YouTube sensation or whatever. But Tommy Davidson is a uh, established comedian, an actor. He used to be on Living Color and a, literally a notorious, from back in the day, a notorious party guy on the comedy circuit. So he was all over the place. I would probably like this one the best if I could freaking find a way to where to watch it. You couldn't see anything on this. It's probably you'd have to look at the local listings and see it as it was broadcasted because it's not on iTunes, it's not on Apple TV, it's not anywhere by the sorry guys, I'm regressing. Back to Ocean Treks with Jeff Corwin, the one I just spoke about, the one on ABC that I did like. That you can find on the TV Guide Network. You could look at it on YouTube and you could see some previews and stuff. But if you go to the TV Guide Network, you remember TV Guide? I remember TV Guide. I remember being at my grandmother's house and having that little magazine. Uh, you don't see it anywhere anymore. I don't know. Is it? Is it still out, TV Guide? TV Guide. My aunt used to roll in with the TV Guide and a tab the diet soda tab remember that i guess the once diet coke i guess that i think that was the first diet soda ever that came out and it was just coke pepsi and tab and then uh once coke and pepsi and everybody else started getting into the diet soda market tab was just a uh flash in the pan i guess so digressing again um so the cw i couldn't find anywhere i saw there's a ton of clips on youtube and they're basically 30 second previews like the you know Prior to when the show starts where they give that little introduction, this show looks cool as hell. They actually take uh, less fortunate or just people who are going through some hard times uh, and they bring them on cruises. And some of the itineraries are awesome. And they took them on the Queen Mary too. One of them was actually a uh, transatlantic cruise cruise. on the Queen Mary, and they showed some excursions in in England, and you just see that you know it, it had a little bit of a feel of like I don't know if you've ever seen that show Undercover Boss. That's what it kind of felt like a little bit, but this is definitely a show I would I would I would want to watch. Now, if you guys know of where I can see that show, uh, let me know at Tommy at Always Be Booked. If I find any more information on where I could where you can watch any of these shows, I will do the same. I'll put it out there on the next podcast or. You know, on the Instagram or whatever. But, uh, again, I'm going to continue to look. If you guys get it's just very, very hard. I spend a good amount of time trying to find out where. Because where content seems to be everywhere nowadays, if you, if you miss a TV show, there's almost like no such thing as missing a TV show anymore. You can find it anywhere. You can go online. You can see it. If it's not on YouTube, it'll be on Hulu. If it's not on Hulu, it's on Apple TV, iTunes, wherever, Netflix. It's crazy, all the opportunities. And these freaking three shows that I want to see... You know, well, one particularly, because you can see the first two. Like I said, The Voyager, you could see on Apple TV, iTunes, ABC, Ocean Treks, TV networkcom whatever you want to search on that, um, just look up that. But The CW, which did look like the coolest show uh, out of all of them, I could not find. What do you guys think about that nowadays? How everything is just so out there, content is pretty much everywhere in front of you. You know, the one thing I, I debate on next Netflix is, you know what I miss? When Netflix puts out TV shows, how do you feel about them rolling out the whole season within one within one shot? So where you can just kind of like, if you want to, when it comes out, you can watch the whole thing. What I mean, what I don't like about that is because I think it's cool when it's HBO, you know, The Sopranos or Boardwalk Empire or even Sex in the City, whatever you guys like to watch. You're all at the same pace. You know what I mean? You're all watching the show at the same pace. You're discussing it at the same pace. You, see, you can't even talk about these shows anymore. And I think that was a lot of the uh, appeal of these shows is you discuss them through the week, You know, whether you're at school, whether you're at work, whatever. You know, Did you see what happened with Tony Soprano last night? This guy got whacked or whatever, this and that. Oh, I wonder what's going to happen next. I can, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen next. This is what's going to happen next. You can't really do that anymore. Oh, what are you up to? I'm up to episode three. Oh, I'm up to episode eight. Oh my gosh. Wait till you get to episode five. That's the most you can do about it. You can't really talk about it anymore. Uh, It's just annoying. A couple of things. Uh, The Get Down. I don't know anybody who's into... uh, I'm a New Yorker, and I'm an early days... No, not early days, but like 90s hip-hop guy, and I really got into it back when I was kind of coming up, and there's this show called The Get Down on netflix right now and if you are interested in like there's so many like you know sub i like i like a show with a good subplot a good i don't know not subplot like a setting good back uh what's 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 the word i'm looking for like where it's set i want to like a lot of authenticity i want to be able to learn about what it was like in the 70s in new york city uh you know by the show, which tells a story, it tells a fictional story, but at the same time, there's a lot of real kind of like authentic moments and settings and characters and things in time that kind of like you know pass through the show, and you get you get into it like that. And I definitely uh, recommend this show called The Get Down, and what it is is pretty much uh, how. Rap and hip hop got started in the 70s in the Bronx, New York. And while the fiction, while the show is fiction, they do talk about and uh, put into the into the script the characters who actually were real, which is uh, Grandmaster Flash, uh, Africa Bambata and uh, DJ Cool Herc, which were some of the pioneer DJs in hip hop and they kind of just put them in there and they kind of like you get into it you watch it and you you feel like you're learning something and you're being entertained at the same time. So that's enjoyable. Digressing again, I do apologize. All right, so let's talk about some of the things that are happening in the cruise industry lately. So not that, like I said, not that any of this is breaking news, but it's been a while since we talked, and I wanted to kind of cover some of this stuff. There is a new situation in the British Virgin Islands, and this is very advantageous to anybody cruising in that area. You no longer need a visa if you are a cruiser, that's a big if, if you if you can prove that you're on a cruise ship, you don't need a visa to go to the British Virgin Islands. So what does that mean? That means if you're in St. Thomas having a good time and you want to take a ferry over to Tortola, you no longer need a visa to do so. so I mean, I think along with building the Pier Park in Tortola and some of the other stuff that they're trying to do, this is a clear, clear effort by them to get you guys to be able to see the island, spend more money on the island, and, you know, just get you talking about the island in general, and they're trying to loosen up the reins and allow for more people to check out Tortola, and we all know about the baths on Virgin Gorda, that's, you know, if you don't, you know, you definitely should do it, I mean, I would still say that's the first thing you should do, you've got to check out the baths, it is one of the crown jewel excursions and opportunities in the entire caribbean so definitely check that out but uh if you've done that once, twice, or whatever, and you're on Saint Thomas, and you think you've done everything you want to do on Saint Thomas, and you want to check out Pier Park, or uh, you want to check out some other stuff that's up and coming on Tortola, they say Tortola's the uh, the up and comer of the Caribbean islands, and it seems like it is. But you know, you are now able to do an excursion where you can ferry out, and I know people on Saint Thomas who live there, and they always go to you know Tortola. They they do it just on a Sunday. You know, they they'll just do it. You know, so they can do that now. You can, too, if you're on a cruise ship, and I would definitely recommend you know taking advantage of that. Uh, you can't. The stipulation is, like I said, you have to be on a cruise ship, and you have to prove that, and you are not allowed to stay for more than 24 hours. So if by any chance you're overnighting, you cannot overnight uh, necessarily. You have to – well, actually, I guess you can overnight if it's still less than 24 hours. Just be mindful of the time if you're going to do it. All right, moving on. MSC. We've been talking a lot about MSC, uh, Cruise Line, lately, and... It's on the come up, and it continues to grow. Based on ship orders and deployment schedules, what they're saying is that MSC is predicted to have the largest growth spurt out of every cruise line there is over the next 10 years. They're saying, uh, you know, they told you. You know, we already know they're a monster in the Mediterranean. They really made a serious, serious dent in South America, and they let us know. They want to come for North America and... uh, That's what they're absolutely doing. So, they definitely are going to be a force to be reckoned with. Uh, They're currently 7% of the cruise market, but it is absolutely predicted to shoot up to 11.6% over the next decade. And the most interesting piece of information that I find coming from this is that if the deployments and the new builds are going to stay on target along with the other cruise lines and their projected deployments as well as new builds, they are within 10 years projected to 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 infiltrate the big 3. And they are going to be, if like I said, it's a big if if all things go, you know, you may see Norwegian kind of wake like a wake-up call with Norwegian, but if things go the way it looks right now, they will be the third largest cruise company in the world by within 10 years from now and that means norwegian will slip to fourth place and that is historic how long has it been the big three carnival royal caribbean and norwegian it looks like msc and again until they screw up until they give you a reason not to believe that they're going to do something they say they're going to do there's no reason to doubt them whatsoever i mean one uh, currently uh They have 1.8 million cruisers per year. And by 2027, they are expected to be at a full 4.4 million. That's a huge jump. Carnival's the largest, and they're going to remain the largest. You know what I mean? They currently have 44% of the market... But they're expected over the next 10 years to slip to about 40%. Carnival, are you listening to me? Stop with these fantasy class ships. This is your reputation at stake here. No, I'm kidding. They, I mean, I'm sort of kidding. They're not going anywhere, obviously, but they are going to slip to about 40% if things go the way they look they're, like they're going to go. And uh, undoubtedly, MSC's, I mean, they got to have something to do with that, right? All right. So, MSC, those two new ships that are coming to North America. uh, it's exciting it's exciting and i definitely you know i'm not on the level where i'm ready to book an msc cruise yet are you guys i mean i hear i hear okay things about the divina uh but you know the seaside's coming and the what's the sisters uh seaside i forgot the name of the seaside sister but that's coming and then that other one with the weird name i forgot is also coming so msc is coming be warned, big three. All right, let's move on. Puerto Rico, more specifically San Juan, they're going to upgrade its Pan American tube here in 2018. Uh, what they're trying to do is to be able to accommodate freedom of the seas. Uh, the Royal Caribbean ship, it's a large ship. It's not a mega ship, but it is a large ship. Royal Caribbean and the Puerto Rican government, they're going to partner up on this upgrade. and uh They're looking to do something that will accommodate larger ships. The project, they said to be valued at $2.8 million, and I don't know what the hell that means. (laughs) Why don't you just say the project is going to cost $2.8 million? They said the project is valued at $2.8 million. That means it what? It cost you $800,000 and you got a good deal. So we're going use to the, use the $2.8 million and just impress everybody by saying the value. I don't know what that means. But so the project is said to be valued at $2.8 million. Uh, this is going to increase the number of Royal Caribbean passengers last year that were at 570,000. And it's going to go up to 700,000 in 2018. What are they looking to do? Simple stuff, the usual run-of-the-mill stuff when they upgrade a port, just dredging a little bit more so they can get a little more depth, a little bit more space. They're going to make more check-in desks. They're going to improve the restrooms, and they're going to uh, tighten up the baggage check facilities. A few other stuff, but nothing else major. Uh, $2.8 million value on that. Moving on, one of our favorite islands. Let's go down south a little bit to the ABC. Curacao is looking to do big things. They are in the middle of building a new pier that evidently will be ready by the 2017-2018 cruise season, and it's going to be able to accommodate mega ships. The 2016-2017 fiscal year is expected to report about 600,000 total passengers for Curaçao, but they're determined to get that number up to 1 million by 2018. Sounds like they're on their way. If you can start bringing in some mega ships, that will absolutely move you closer to that number sooner than later. This great opportunity for larger ships to be able to hit up those Southern Caribbean itineraries. I myself am definitely looking to get back down there sooner than later. What do you guys think? You guys like going down there. It is a little bit of a trip. No matter where you are, I mean, forget about it. If you're trying to do that out of uh, New York or whatever, that's going to be at least a 13 day cruise or so. But I did it out of Miami, and yeah, it's cool. I, I did. I did really, really enjoy those islands. I mean, it's not necessarily a thrill a minute. It's not the most commercial set of islands. I mean, Aruba, forget about it. I'm. I want to do a port profile at Aruba so bad. I'm trying to hold out to see if I can get the guy from One Happy Island to come on that's a great podcast strictly about aruba and you know i tell you what um there's there's no there's no island in the caribbean that i can think of that has more hardcore loyal fans of it than aruba people who go to aruba stay in aruba they continue to go back down to aruba and that's a testament to that island man uh it's beautiful because what you get on Aruba, the advantages of Aruba is like, like I said, all the ABC islands, they're out of the hurricane belt a little bit. So it's very, very little threat of getting hit with a hurricane. But also there's a dryness. There's a breeze to it. It's almost like a, if, if it makes sense, like a tropical kind of desert. But, you know, you have everything, all the good about the Caribbean that you love, the beautiful beaches, the pristine water and all that stuff, the beautiful, the great, gorgeous temperatures. And uh you also get that beautiful trade wind and, you know, that dry kind of, you know, feel. The food in Aruba is, I mean, next level. If you want to have a real culinary experience down there, out of those three islands, that's that's the place you want to go, Aruba. And then you have Bonaire. I've never been to Bonaire, but heard beautiful things about that. That's probably the least commercial, the most remote out of the three ABC islands. And then you have Curacao. And everybody knows that, 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 you know, the things that signature multicolored buildings, uh, in the city, downtown where Curacao is. And, uh, I'm forgetting the actual name of the downtown district. I apologize. But uh and you have that moving bridge and you have those ferries. Curaçao's a a beautiful, beautiful place to go as well. It's it's cool, man. When you go down there, you know, you can go to the Bahamas all day, even Puerto Rico, even the Virgin Islands. You feel like you're out there with the Virgin Islands, but when you go and you're on a ship and you sail all the way down to those ABC Islands, you feel like you're actually getting away. You what are you? Like you can almost see. Venezuela, you're almost in South America when you're in Aruba, but uh, I love it down there, and I like I said, I absolutely want to get back down there sooner than later. Not before I do a Panama Canal crossing, though. All right, so now we're gonna talk about some a little sensitive topic here. Uh, Carnival, Carnival, who I you know I have a love hate relationship with. Uh, it goes up, it goes down. The rhythm we end of the day, guys, I give Carnival a hard time a lot. But at the end of the day I love carnival cruises I love the splendor as you guys know Carnival was my first cruise I love the unpretentious vibe on carnival. I love the uh, value that you get by, by cruising on Carnival and honestly it's a great it's a great ship it's a great company and the, the, the staff is always very very friendly and the um, the ship is always really really clean and it's a party I love carnival but what they have decided to do? Is reprehensible. Carnival. This may put the nail in the coffin. To where I'm not sailing Carnival. For a while anymore. If this is allowed to stand. They have decided to do away. With the adults only policy. On their aft pools. If there's one thing. That I've spoken to it nauseam. To you guys about. Over and over and over again. Is. How. Much of a paradise. It is at the back of the ship. I've. I've. The Carnival has gotten me back on Carnival ships even though I did not want to go back on Carnival ships because I know I can get a beautiful view on the aft part of the ship with a bar, sandwich, some friends and our very own pool with some music and everything. It's a it's a haven for us. Uh, and 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 they're doing away with the adults only. They're letting the kids in. I don't know what that's going to mean to things. I don't know if that immediately means that, you know, an army of kids are going to just start running back there. But uh, this is awful news. Uh, this is awful news. It's. It it really might get me to take a break from Carnival for a little while, and it certainly reinforces my decision to sail on that escape uh, sailing that I'm doing. Instead of the Vista, as I posted on the Instagram, the Carnival Splendor Aft Pool is my favorite piece of real estate on any cruise ship anywhere, especially on the Splendor. And it will be no more. Anyway, so they say this is going to take effect for the conquest ships, which includes the conquest, the glory, the valor, the liberty, and the freedom, but also it, they're going to do it to the splendor and the victory. Now, I've gotten some reports about what people are saying about this, and I heard the majority of the opinions. Agree with me, and uh, I'm hoping that's the case, and I'm praying that Carnival listens to these voices, whether it's on Cruise Critic, whether it's wherever Cruise Radio, whether it's on anywhere, anybody. Uh, please, I'm encouraging. Have you guys ever written a letter? Or I've never written a letter, or or done reviews, or gone on protests, or anything like that. I'm not the type of guy that does that stuff, but this is the very thing that might make me do it. So I'm gonna at least let them know. Do my part and let them know that I think that they should uh, do away with their policy to do away with the policy of just the adults only on the back end of the pool. That's ridiculous. I think it's over. And, I mean, I can't – can you guys go to the Lido pool? I mean, I I really can't. I mean, it's a – I do like it when the action's going on, like in the middle of the day, you go out there and they're doing the hairy chess competition or they're doing the, uh, you know, some of the stuff, the, the drink making competitions, the, you know, bartender for a day or whatever it is, uh, that type of stuff I like because it's funny, you get a kick out of it. They do a great job with those, you know, you, you hear a uh, hairy chess competition, you're like, hell no, thank you, not for me. But the way they do it, they make it really, really funny. They, if, Especially if you get a couple of good contestants, they make it funny too. All that stuff I like. Middle of the day, no problem. But then when the sun's starting to set, I want to be back there, and I want to be back there without you know kids. No offense, families. You got a huge, huge ship. Can you just give us that area? Don't tell me about the serenity, please. Uh, uh, The serenity—that's a joke. That does not cut it. There's no pools. There's no uh, music. It's crap. The they're still, they're still evaluating this, and I'm really hoping that they go and they uh, really kind of go back to the drawing board and listen to what people are saying and overturn this. John Heald, Held, Hield. John Heald, how do you say it? I don't know what your name is. I don't know how to say your name. I don't know what your actual position is there at Carnival, but you seem like the guy that uh, runs the show over there. So please listen to us, and please, let's keep the aft pool adults only. All right, so moving on. I wanted to touch a little bit on the actual cruise that, you know, the character of Nick, uh, Harold and Darlene went on. They're actually real names, like I said, Nick and Claudia. They went on the Majesty of the Seas, which is a Royal Caribbean ship. They went on a four-night sailing out of Port Canaveral. They went to Coco Cay, and they went to Nassau. They uh, Nick has been on a bunch of cruises with me. Claudia has been on a bunch of cruises herself. Uh, and they had some feedback and I wanted to kind of relate that and share relay that and share that to you I don't know what you guys think at all but this is one thing I'm hearing about Royal Caribbean and experiencing for myself on you know my limited experience with them uh, I could tell you that it does seem like the food quality in the on the dining room in the main dining room is kind of plummeting and I don't, again, I'm not going to say it's bad. I just feel like from a portion standpoint and from a variety standpoint and from a quality standpoint, and a Carnival too, but I'm, we're talking about Royal Caribbean right now, they said the food was not that impressive. And I have to agree. And I have to wonder whether or not that they are just trying to underwhelm you with that food in hopes that you will opt for a specialty restaurant it was funny on the Oasis, it was almost like it reminded me of the club days, you know, back in the day when there were multiple clubs or bars on one area, and you had to send the uh, guys and girls out with free drink cards to hopefully lure people into your bar and have them, you know, we'll buy you the drink, but go to our place and not the other place, which sets, that, sets up for a really, really cool buyer's market, because <laughs> they can, uh, you know, just go collecting free drink cards, bar hop, and not pay for any drinks, that's obviously not the idea of how it's supposed to work, we're supposed to give them the free drink and then show them some overwhelmingly good time that they don't leave but it was kind of weird that they were doing that on the Oasis of the Seas, I was like a testament to how big that ship is Uh, you know, you can actually walk around and these specialty restaurants are competing with each other by handing out flyers, you know, half price appetizer free guacamole, they're writing their name on it, I'm like, but these these inter-cruise ship venues competing with each other on the boardwalk I was like, damn, that's crazy one thing I noticed about Royal Caribbean too, and that was the thing, Royal Caribbean's supposed to be like you're talking about the big three quality wise, Royal Caribbean is supposed to be, you know, the standard. But I gotta tell you, A, I didn't notice it. Of course on the ship of the Oasis of the Seas, it's gonna wow the crap out of you. You're gonna see things on that ship that you're just not gonna see on other ships. And in that regard, yes, no carnival ship can touch it. But when you look for general cruising things, things that you're gonna find where the the kind of like, you know, all things equal things. Like the service, the cleanliness, the quality of the food, the you know, the how friendly how good the housekeeping housekeeping is, you know, the you know, all that stuff. I gotta tell you, I didn't I was not overwhelmed by the Royal Caribbean experience. Again, I'm not going back on what I said. That was one of the most amazing cruise experiences I've ever had in my life just because of this sheer size and mass and just amount of things to do and crazy stuff to do on the oasis of the state of the seas, but i tell you this, this was interesting, and I took a picture of it, and I'm not saying, you know, this is an infestation problem, I'm not saying it's a across-the-fleet-wide thing, but I was in the bathroom, and I will notice this, there were more filled garbage pails, more uh, unbussed tables, and more kind of just uncleaned trash on the oasis of the seas than I've seen on any ship whatsoever. Again, that might have to do with the fact that it is the size of two freaking ships. So maybe that's what it is and maybe that doesn't like maybe it's not necessarily a um, you know, incriminating upon the staff. You know, it's obviously just harder to keep up with that much more space and that many more people. But interesting. In the bathroom, washing my hands, throw the piece of paper away into the garbage, I see a tray and it's a eaten tray of like it was I was out of our sabor and it was like nachos and stuff like that or whatever. And I saw a bug, it just I don't remember ever seeing a small bug on a cruise ship. That just kinda threw me off. And I'm like, did I just see my first bug on any cruise ship right now? Again, for what it's worth. A couple other things about Royal Caribbean. Do you see that sale they're throwing out there left and right? Why am I going to get excited about a third day free? Every three days free at sea. Will you just give me my damn discount and let me know what I'm saving off this ship? You know, you don't have to get cute and fancy and tell me, all right, the first two days you're paying for, but the third day is free. It's still just a price that you're discounting at the end of the day. Today And just tell me What the discount is I don't You know You you don't run around uh, You know I go on Royal Caribbean I don't pay for my third days It's just Just gimmicky stuff To me it's just a little bit of an insult to our intelligence. Um, but what else did they say about that cruise? They say they loved it. They say they really enjoyed Coco Cay. They said it was really, really nice. They said there's really nothing to do for them at Nassau, as we already know, unless you're just looking to spend a ton of money on an all-inclusive or uh, at Atlantis. Or you could go to just do a beach day, and that's fine, too. Uh, but you know, you do have that you know uh, straw market that you can walk around. So they had a really good time. They did say that... They weren't necessarily pleased with just the friendliness of the crew you know and again this is majesty of the sea so you're going way back in the inventory here this is an older ship but i like to think that like i say with carnival too and i hold carnival accountable and i should hold i want to hold royal caribbean accountable too like this is your name is on the ship you got that funnel on the top of your ship you got that crown and anchor on your ship you know you are royal caribbean you are carnival i don't care how old the ship is you got to bring it you got to but don't there's no well you know what this isn't a typical carnival ship experience. This isn't a typical Royal Caribbean ship. No, you got to keep it together. Your your brand is your name, and as long as your brand is on there and your name is on there, you have to have people. You know, they were saying like the this the crew was just not that friendly, um, and they they really uh, they 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 didn't have the most complimentary things to say across the board about the food and the crew and. I just thought that was interesting for real crew, even though it's an older ship, so what? It's you know, you still gotta bring it. But again, the cruise industry is growing at a massive rate and I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means that there's so many people cruising now and there's so many people that need to be hired and there's so that the whole experience is kinda going down as a whole. I really, really hope not. You know, what that's gonna have you do is gonna drive you up a little bit to you know, the celebrities and the princesses and, you know, people like that. But I really don't think so. I think probably people just you have to get their act together. They got to get their ducks in a row. And they have to kind of just be committed to... Doing what we all expect from a cruise ship, we go on cruises because, yes, because the itineraries, the beauty of the sea, the uh, you know the ships and everything. But we want to connect. You know, we're we're out there looking to connect with the staff. We're looking to you know be able to go up to a bar and be greeted by a friendly face. And we're expecting you know to walk around and not have to be stepping over trash and moving around garbage and stuff like that. So I am just saying. Hopefully, you know, there's just been a couple of just. Eh, experiences lately I'll be honest with you on Carnival you don't really get that as much on Carnival I have to say the ship is always always very very clean and 85% eighty-five percent of the staff is always very, very friendly. Norwegian, the ship is always clean, absolutely. The staff is usually friendly, maybe seventy percent always friendly. Royal Caribbean, you know, my last experience on Oasis of the Seas, I would say it was probably in third place out of those two as far as cleanliness and friendliness. But again, I'm gonna be I'm gonna give them a pass. I'm gonna say that's a huge ass ship and it's probably hard to keep up with it. And also On a ship that size, you know, human nature is human nature. I'm not here to fight city hall. If my staff isn't making money, they're gonna be on their cell phones. If my staff isn't making money and the place sucks, they're not uh, going to be bending over backwards to give the best guest experience. And it's really up to me to fix that because I could fire the staff. They're just gonna I'm gonna find a new staff and they're gonna do the same thing. Why? Because they're not making money. And uh, human nature is human nature. And if you're on a cruise ship and what's happening is that you're seeing a bunch of of people who have drink packages who aren't tipping you're only seeing them once because there are 50 bars on the damn boat Uh, they're going to different bars and you're only seeing them once you're not going to be so ready to give that smile that's why the, the Norwegian gem out of New York City it is a small intimate ship a small midsize but it's a smaller intimate ship and you know a lot of the people out of new york have been on that ship before and they've already had previous relationships with a lot of the staffs i think that's a beautiful thing i think that's the way it should be and i'm hoping i'm hoping that most cruise lines kind of either enforce it more with their staff as well as kind of create the environment where it's conducive for the staff and for the guests to really kind of be able to i guess just just have a have a better relationship and, and relate better with each other and of course you gotta you gotta keep the ship clean you guys all well, we all know we talk about you know one of the biggest threats at sea with the biggest threat at sea we all know if you've been to a muster drill you know it's fire but one of the biggest threats at sea is uh the spread of germs so we got to keep these ships clean and uh Hopefully we step up on that. All right, like we mentioned we were going to do At the beginning of the show We wanted to play a little song Do something fun Who knows, maybe Podcast is over That was it You know what I'm saying If you guys want to hang in there Have a little fun I put together a few clips A few musical clips I don't know what you guys do I don't know how important you take music prior to And during the cruise Just to kind of get pumped up for it Or just to kind of put you in the right frame of mind To maybe relax while you're, you know, tanning Or while you're getting ready before you go out Just, you know Eric Church talks about it at his concerts when he plays Springsteen, and he says, This is life is about connecting memories with melodies. And I think there's nothing true as said. I believe it 100%. We bring the speaker on board there each and every time. And when we're getting ready, we're making sure we're cranking the tunes. You know, when we're coming home late at night, we're cranking the tunes, much to the the dismay of our neighbors, possibly. We haven't gotten any complaints yet. I haven't heard anything. I don't know. We're kind of loud sometimes. I wonder if people hear us. But like I said, I did want to get into... And again, guys, these are not like, you know, uh, uh, the 5 o'clock somewhere and uh, Margaritaville. I tried to go a little bit deep. So they're not all the mainstream knee-jerk songs that you might think of. I tried to go a little bit deep, but... uh, Here's pretty much what they are. Hopefully you enjoy them. First couple of country. I do delve into the country because country talks about it a lot, but let's just let's just start it. Let's see what it is. Alright, so this is Kenny Chesney. Uh, one of my first, one of my favorite opening lines to any song anywhere. And this is what he says.
1: Well, they say the sea is rising. Well, that's all right with me. Cause there ain't no other place than on the sea, I'd rather be. And
0: Boom. What more is there to say than that? Right this song is about just kind of like living it up because who the be hell knows what's going to happen tomorrow.
1: End, but that's all right. That's okay. There ain't nothing we can do about the whole thing
0: Exactly So this song pumps me up about cruising This song pumps me up on land too in general Just you gotta just, you know You get that one trip around the the sun And you gotta really, really enjoy it to the fullest And really gotta take as much out of life as you can Do not, life is too short Not to cruise, ladies and gentlemen So what we'll do now is we'll move on to the next one What else we got? Alright, this is Jake Owen, Anywhere With You. It's not necessarily the most cruising-centric song, but it is about going on journeys. And all that really matters is we're going anywhere. We don't even know where we're going, but as long as we're going with people we care about. If
1: your dream house is a double-wide trailer sitting back in the holler
0: on a country road. I know, I'm killing you with the country Those of you non-country fans right now are probably uh, I could see you stopping this podcast already But hang in there, I got I got plenty of non-country stuff coming up Just hang in there with me a little bit Jake Owen, Anywhere With You is this one This is a great song, come on well, I'll
1: go anywhere West Virginia, baby, I don't care Mexico on no a wild hair Have you ever seen cat
0: California too Shout out to the West Coast Cruise family out there
1: Just as long as I'm where you're at I'm gonna have a real good view I'll go
0: anywhere Anywhere with you See what I'm saying? It's like I said, it's not necessarily a cruising, tropical, you know, reggae song or whatever, but it does kind of touch on, you know, we're going on a journey together. We're going on an adventure. Who knows where it's going to end up, but we're going regardless. What's next? What do we got here? Cake by the Ocean. Okay, this is one of the newer ones that I have out there. It's just kind of like a cool song with a cool beat. Talking about giving that beach feel, that vacation feel. Take by the ocean. We're in the middle of the ocean. You know, you guys get you on a rocket science. Just trying to put this stuff together, but it's a good, good song. I like to cruise to this song too. Waste
1: time with the masterpiece. To waste time with the masterpiece. Uh, you should be rolling me. You should be rolling me. Ah. Uh, you're a real life fantasy. You're a real life fantasy. Uh, but you're moving so carefully. Let's start living dangerously. I want to hear
0: you guys too Tommy at alwaysbebook.com Tell me what your favorite Cruise songs are What do you like to listen to? I'll definitely add it To my playlist Oh, we got a little crazy With the language there I do apologize I try to stay away From the F word On the podcast But uh Alright This one is just A good one all around You may have recognized it From one of my montages uh, what, Just a, one of my favorite Songs of all time Jason Aldean Days Like These
1: in my sky I couldn't worry if I tried I got an open road just daring me to pick you up and take you for a ride
0: This whole song, the whole premise is just—you know what, man? If we could just freeze a moment in time, everything is good today. We're, you guys know, you've had that, you know, feeling wherever you are. Day three, day four, you're in the middle of the cruise, you're having the time of your life, and everything is right with the world. And man, it's just—if these days could just last a little bit longer, if time could slow down just a little bit, you wouldn't want anything else in the world than that right now. Every day at sea Goes by way too fast I don't know about you guys But that's kind of How I feel about it Alright This is one of those Sexy ones The ladies love To get on the dance floor To this song No matter where they are And oh man it's This is Don Omar's uh, Duddy Love Now when he says Duddy It just doesn't sound right Coming out of my mouth But that is the name Of the song Duddy D-U-T-T-Y
1: love
0: kind of like a I guess island slang for dirty dirty love but yeah they get out on the dance floor to this one and uh yeah when they when when the DJ drops this one on the dance floor on land or at sea it's uh it's a fun place to be people are kind of letting go a little bit to this song and it's really really enjoyable to watch (laughs) if you're into that sort of thing dirty love by Don Omar
1: Reggae, island feel
0: Especially when you're you're in the Caribbean This comes on They all sound better in the Caribbean, don't they? Just like the pina coladas You guys ever noticed? I tried to drink pina coladas on land It just does not work out the same But on the sea, forget about it On a ship, all night Alright, we're not going to do a playlist without Mr. Worldwide
1: Mr. Worldwide
0: Pitbull, Echapaya. I'd also, I'd butcher that one too. I heard this one at sea once and I bring it to land I don't even think people, I don't know (laughs) I don't even know if it's, this is another one I don't know if it works as good on land as it it works on sea But still, I mean, come on You can see right now, you're standing on that second level Above the deck The conga line's going, you're sailing out of San Juan Headed for St. Thomas You're having that Latin theme party And just, you know Line dancing going on, people going crazy can't go wrong with Pitbull at sea Mr. Worldwide Pitbull Echapaya. Alright what do we got next Alright this is just more of like a travel Adventure song you know what I'm saying You never know where you're going to be the next day You never know who you're going to meet and you should drink it up. Just drink every ounce of that up because when you're on an adventure, you're making lifelong friends. And you know what? Just you're making memories everywhere you go. is a good life. And that last line right there, that, that line gives me chills. Day turns into night. Night turns into whatever the hell we want it to. I mean, that's right then and there. You just get just going after it. You're not apologizing for anything. You know what? Some people may be judging you, maybe judging how you live, maybe saying you go away too much, too much vacation, you don't plant roots, this and that, but you know what? Night turns into whatever the hell you want it to. All right, we got to do a couple of obligatories. All right, this is Kenny, and it's uh, guitars and tiki bars, talking about just being sick of being on land, being sick of the day-to-day grind. You gotta get away. You gotta get out there, and you gotta get tropical. You gotta find a way to put the work and all the stresses of daily life behind. And with this song, he's just about to tell you of all the things that he's tired of.
1: Tired of my beeper, tired of my phone Tired of this title. Can he put down the beeper.
0: What are we doing with beepers? I mean, when did he write this song? 1991? i'll get sick of it all now and then When I've
1: it up to here I go down there
0: You know where
1: To guitars, tiki bars And a whole lot of love
0: Yeah, that's that's a little bit of a run-of-the-mill one. All right, this is Weezer. We're going alternative now. It's almost like a reluctant tropical vacation song. These guys are not known for doing tropical music, but the song is called Island in the Sun by Weezer. You guys, we're running the gamut a little bit We're doing some variety We had some reggae in there We had some alternative We had some, you know, country uh, You know, R&B We're doing it all Again, please, Tommy at alwaysbebook.com I want your suggestions Help me grow my playlist I want to hear what you guys are listening to Before, during, and unfortunately after The cruise un- inevitably has to end all right, what do we got next? All right, so we went Zach Brown on this one. I didn't want to do the typical knees deep in the water and, uh, you know, uh, all that other stuff. Um, this is called Island Song.
1: Anybody here, pass me a beer. And I'ma keep playing this music that you hear. And if you know the song, come and sing along with me. Walking with the beach to my left. See to my right and I'm gonna get faded at the tiki bar tonight then I'm a ruin up like my name is Bob yeah I'm going to party like I'm a Jamaican. if you really
0: wanna know come on where you tell me you're not on the like beach, beach with a piña colada in your hand or you not want, virgin whatever uh and this song comes on a song like this comes on yeah you're damn right I'm on vacation And you know what? Mess around and I might stay here, you know? I mean, come on. This is one of those signature songs that forget it. Everything is right in the world when this song comes on and you're in the right frame of mind and the right part of the world. Okay, this is a personal one here. This goes way back to childhood. It's called Living Like Living in Paradise. Uh, David Lee Roth he's got Steve Vai on the guitar for this one. I remember this like I could see it right now. Liver to the guitar. It's a video, a lot of colors. He had just left Van Halen and uh Steve Vai's got that heart-shaped giant guitar with the three necks and this is just about exactly what it is living, hanging out in paradise. To sneak some '80s hair metal into this thing, come on, guys! You know. I told you this wasn't going to be the uh, Alan Jackson, Jimmy Buffett standard, run-of-the-mill uh, tropical steel drum playlist. <laughs> this this is like a funny one. We do this kind of making fun of it, but at the same time, it's one of those songs that still really, really is good. But if you ever watch the video to this, it's absolutely hysterical. This guy, Bertie Higgins, for uh, some reason is in love with old, old movies. Wrapped around each other. Key Largo by Bertie Higgins. He is a, a pimp in this video. You gotta see this one. YouTube this video, you'll laugh your ass, ass off.
1: first cold winter together. Lying in each other's arms Watching those old bees Falling in love so desperately Honey, I come on was your hero
0: You guys can't sleep on Bertie Higgins
1: And you were my leading lady
0: We had it- I will, out of nowhere, in the the club, just drop this in the middle of, like, a 12 midnight set. And everybody looks at me like they're going to shoot me for one second. And then the next minute, they're all just slow dancing and laughing along. Because it is a big joke. But Bertie Higgins' Key Largo. What a great, great song. Check out that video. I'm telling you. Who's next? And I don't even know why this one. Shakira. Because she's, you know, it's, you know... South American But it has that Island type of beat It's got a fun vibe It's I mean you can see This is another one Like Echapaya uh, Where you could see The conga line going On the deck party Shakira makes some Good cruising music That other one is um, It's time for Africa That's a great cruise song too But I, I went with this one uh, I don't know why I like this one But it's got a great great beat I Told you man And my list what do you want me to tell you I like to cruise to this song it may not make make sense to everybody but I love this one love the Shakira videos too by the way speaking of videos can't go wrong uh, watching a Shakira video she's got a, she got very special skills Tim McGraw songs about Mexico shout out to the cruise ports in Mexico Acapulco Cabo San Lucas, Costa Maya, Julio, Cozumel, Puerto Vallarta, sure was good Tim McGraw has like, like four or five Mexico songs, doesn't he? A lot of country music, a lot of drop uh, rock. They're all singing about Mexico. You would think Mexico was made just for so that <laughs> these guys could write songs about it. But, Mexicoma. Name of the song Tim McGraw in Mexicoma. I know it's over, but the sun, the sun still, still shines on a fool like me. me. Alright, alright, what do we got? What's next? Oh, this is uh, Jamie Johnson. This is a bad, bad man, great voice, great talent, great songwriter. This is a drinking song, this is a cruise ship drinking the song.
1: Heart of sun. It's a different horizon It's a paradise I find That sets me loose Ain't it true? truth? It's a place out on the ocean It's a mansion with a view But all that I can think about
0: Jamie Johnson plays out in the ocean. Check that one out. Check out Jamie Johnson's whole catalog. He's got some great, great, great music.
1: All
0: right, so we're moving on, and what do we got next? Kind of the same tempo, I guess, right? A little bit. This is your boy Blake Shelton. All you fans of The Voice.
1: Driving down the interstate Running 30 minutes late Singing Margaritaville and minding my
0: own This guy wants to be
1: out Out of the
0: mundane life that he has He's dreaming of the beach Like we mostly are He
1: yelling at me like I did something wrong He flipped me the bird And then he was gone some beach
0: how many of you guys out there have just simply booked a cruise because of a bad day? Have you guys ever I think I, I have to have at least thought of the process of rolling on getting a cruise or just decided that I'm going on a cruise based on like a day I've had at work or something or just something. You know what? Screw this. I'm going on a cruise or at least booking it. It may not be for another two months, three months, whatever, but screw that boss or screw that customer, screw that guy in traffic. I'm booking a cruise right now because of that. Alright, let's go back to the reggae side of it You guys know this one, right? This is pretty much played on most cruises If you're in the uh, quote-unquote disco Mr. Vegas Mr. Vegas Bruck it Oh, Bruck it down
1: Every good body girl just broke up Cause of your time Man, I promise you the world anytime then see all your wine.
0: Another popular one for the ladies. The dance floor just—I mean—it just packs up. People could be standing around, ordering a drink, minding their own business, talking. You drop this song, and all of a sudden, it's a rush to the dance floor, and it's—it's uh, it's always a nice—a a nice sight. Swayze Corona and Lime If you're going to drink beer It's like the most interesting man commercial I don't always drink beer On vacation But when I do Who the hell isn't drinking a Corona with Lime? I mean that's gotta be the biggest You know Yo, that's gotta be the best beer to drink On a cruise ship if you're gonna go beer I don't often go beer on the cruises I usually go either Jim Beam shots Or vodka soda, Grey Goose particularly But uh, yeah That nice Corona with Lime at sea Every once in a while Does the trick, hits the spot So yeah, Corona with Lime On the beach or on the ship Definitely does it for me
1: get do let me tell you about a girl I love. She stayed home cuz she hate the club.
0: Baby, butt, baby All right, so I think we got one more left. I switched it up on this next one. We haven't done any hip hop. There's not a lot of tropical hip hop out there, I don't think. So, I uh, went a little old school, but I wanted to make sure I put some of my buddy uh, my buddy here. <laughs> I put some Jay-Z in there So uh, We did drop uh, Big Pimpin' Oh no uh, I'm sorry We did Big Pimpin' But this is called "Feeling It by Jay-Z Just reminds me of a vacation I don't know There's one that's in the tropics Where the only topics Are daiquiris I'm
1: feeling it can't play a whole
0: lot of the Jay-Z stuff, because he gets a little, Mr., Mr. Jay-Z gets a little dicey with the uh, with the lyrics sometimes, as far as, uh, we're going to keep it a family show. But Feeling It by Jay-Z, if you like this beat, you like this song, check it out. It's one of his, almost like, almost like a, a B-side type track, not a very well-known, not one of its huge hits. And, uh... This one is a big hit. Big Pippin definitely has that vacation vibe, vacation feel to it too. Um, just feels like you're away. Well, that's it. That's it for the show, guys. I'm thanking you so much for listening. I appreciate you guys uh, tuning in. We'll be back, hopefully, to regularly scheduled time next week. And again, Tommy at alwaysbebook.com for your cruise vacation playlist. Thanks again, guys, for listening. We will talk to you next time.